Hey, dinks! Welcome to Dennis in the Know. This is your backstage pass for current trends, politics, and education in the dental world. I'm Dr. Jeff Horowitz. With me is Dr. Jennifer Bell. You know her as JB and Dr. Chad Duplantis. We are all practicing dentists, we are all educators, and we are all business owners. Our job is to bring all of you in the know. Guess what? It's Hump Day Happy Hour with Dennis in the Know. Nice lead in, Chad. So I apologize for the bad lighting, but I'm in a hotel room and I am so pumped up about dentistry right now because I'm down here at what was started by Dr. Mark Piper um, and and the Piper Clinic and, and all of his great teachings and the great surgeries that went on down here has now been taken over by Dr. Brian Shaw and um, happened to have a patient coming down here for surgery. And I was like, okay, this is spring break. I'm going down. I'm going with my patient. I'm going to watch the surgery. I'm going to watch three other surgeries. I'm just immersing myself in the TMJ surgery world. And so I'm just totally pumped up on dentistry right now. Really excited. Um, but welcome to Hump Day Happy Hour, and welcome to Dentists in the Know. This is your backstage pass for current trends, politics, and education in the dental world. It is live, and it is over whatever is in my room, which is a bottle of Jim Beam Black and uh, and the ice bucket taken from the ice maker, but it is what it is. Anyway, you know, as usual, I am with my best friends in the world and amazing dentist, Dr. Jennifer Bell and Dr. Chad Duplantis. And you know the routine. We are all regular dentists. We are all practice owners. And we are all trying to bring you in the know. That's our job. That's what we're going to have fun doing tonight. So guys, let's bring our guest on who is too amazing to be sitting on the sidelines while we do this. <laughs> Matt, welcome. We have Dr. Matt Burton with us tonight. And um, uh, Matt came to us thanks to our amazing friend, Dr. Troy Schmetting. We are all mutual friends. And, and we actually kind of got to chat with each other at, uh, at the Align booth when we were at the Chicago Midwinter Dental Meeting. And uh, we knew Matt was a perfect fit for the show. The second that we met him, we're like, this guy is one of us for sure. So let me just tell you a little bit about Matt, and then we'll get right into it. Um, Matt has been a dentist since 2008. And like all of us, after getting into practice, kind of struggled with class two composites and matrix systems and contacts and um you know flash and all the stuff that that we all struggle with and um so rather than um continue to have a hard time he put his head down and actually developed his own matrix system which is now known as the versa wedge and um and and thank you for doing that because uh what an incredible addition to dentistry 
solving a big problem for a lot of dentists who felt the same way that that you did. Um, but uh, yeah, on top of that, Matt has also developed this practice, has started lecturing on uh, forward thinking, on software implementation, on 3D data and how software integration needs to move forward for scanning data. And um, and he's been teaching since 2020. Great guy, great dentist. Forget about the fact that he came from Troy Schmetting. Matt, we are just so excited to talk to you. And thanks for being on the show. No, I'm thrilled to be here. This is this is awesome. So when you said that we met in the iTero booth, you know, that I was sitting here listening to you guys open up and I thought back to that moment when I was there and I was actually checking out iTero's. They just released this thing called Smile Architect, which is um, like a 3D visual mechanism that can pretty quickly like design smiles and give a patient an actual look. It actually matches their tooth color and and all this stuff. It's and it's it's fascinating. Um, but my rep was there and he was all excited to show me and. So he's showing me and one of his colleagues is showing me and midway through, I just, I, I catch out of the corner of my eye. I, I like, I hear something and I look to my right and it's Troy and he sees me and I see him. And then, you know, we say hi. And then I meet all you guys. And then like 20 minutes of like joking and banter just goes by and I turn around and my rep, I realize my rep and his colleague are still, they're still standing there at the screen. And I'm like, Oh my God, Justin, I'm so sorry. Like, like, let's get back to it. Like I'm into this, but uh, you know, never met you guys before, but like you said, it was an instant, it was an instant hit for sure. So I don't think anyone had been drinking at that time yet either. So no, no, not not even no, a drop. No, no, we were just hanging around because we heard that there were going to be cookies and brownies. <laughs> and, and you know what's funny is like I was going to be, I was like, if I'm in this booth for this long, I'm taking a damn cookie. And I was cleaning out my briefcase <laughs> yesterday, and I found a cookie in there. It's it's a month old now, but the yeah. sad part is, is there wasn't an ounce of mold on it because it was one of those damn <laughs> sugar it's cookies. Probably, probably tastes the same as it did that day, you know. So. Yeah. Hell, they may have made it a month before. I don't know. <laughs> they brought from the last trade show. A lines in town. Ice the cookies from January. <laughs> so, anyhow, but yeah, it was awesome meeting you. And Troy is just such a great guy. We 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 really have a fondness for the Schmedster. So yeah, I I love him. I met him. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and disclose the fact that he tried to hit me up on Instagram today to find to get a finder's fee. I'm I's not kidding. He said, "What, what is my to, credit? Do I get some kind of fee? Making some money that we might consider yeah. that. Yeah. No, I said, you get twenty percent of zero. Yeah. Where should I send the check? He told yeah. me I was getting paid to do this. I thought that. Oh. Hey, you're dude, the checks, checks in the mail. The checks in the mail. Seriously. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You are one, free to bail. One, two, no three, fake street. Yeah. So <laughs> where, where do you practice, Matt? You're in Chicago, right? Yeah, just south of Chicago. So I live just west of Chicago, and I have a practice just south in, uh, in a little town called Frankfort, Illinois. Okay. And so, you've been there since 2008-ish? 2008. Um, so it's it's kind of a cool story. One of my instructors, she was um, she was one of my operative instructors in dental school and, and love her. She was one of my favorite people. And, um, her and her husband used to work at this office and then she had developed carpal tunnel early in her career. And so she went to teaching and then she 
was like my lead instructor my senior year and she pulled me aside and said hey i know this great practice this guy you know he's going to want to retire soon so she connected me with him and um so i went down there and then uh, like eight months i think it was eight or nine months later he's he just came in and said you want it it's yours you know and sold it to me um and he was actually an artist for the pga and he still is so he paints for the pga at all the majors and um and does all that so he's he was busy with that and that was always like his true passion but he was a great dentist so the office i think this year i think the office turned 75 years old and so it was a doctor the original doctor for 30 this other guy for 30 and then this is my 15th year so it's pretty unique we have patients in their you know 70s and 80s and it's the only office they've ever gone to but we've you know continued to grow with the growing community so it's a cool spot that's that's really awesome. And then uh, so you get out and then when did you decide that you were fed up with the current matrix systems? Welcome to Fuller Butts, a behind the scenes plastic surgery podcast. Yes, you heard that right. Join your co-hosts, Dr. Sam Fuller and Dr. Dan Butts, board-certified plastic and reconstructive surgeons on an exclusive full-access pass into the world of plastic surgery. Combining their expertise and training, Drs. Fuller and Butts will share medical insights, detailed explanations, and lighthearted humor to keep you entertained and informed. We're certain you'll become passionate about the plastic surgery specialty and between debunking myths, uncovering truths, or just making you laugh out loud at their perspective on this creative and artistic field. We've got something for everyone. Oh, that was like six years ago. And, you know, it was, yeah, it was in 2017. Um, But when I left dental school, that's another interesting thing is that our boards were amalgams when I graduated still. So it was, you know, right at that transition point, there's a lot of evidence-based dentistry, like, you know, like from the horn, right. Um, Nonstop where they were just like, don't do composites. And we had some instructors saying like, you've got to, Um, but I kind of emerged into private practice right at that time. So I kind of realized I was behind. So I took money I didn't have and maxed out a credit card that I couldn't afford and took like Bob Martis's course at Cosmodent because it was local um, and took a couple day course with him. And then Jason Smithson from the UK as well, like phenomenal uh, class two. just he was like at the beginning, just making these beautiful class twos. And I was just like, I can't even wrap my mind around this, Um, but took a couple of classes and I still use a lot of their you know, their techniques today, but it was important and helpful with me at the beginning because everything was just like a washing machine. You know, they're like, use this, you won't get sensitivity, but you know, don't etch the dentin because that's going to, that's going to kill the tooth. And, you know, just everything was just, just going in every different direction. So we were all just trying to, you know, figure out our own path. Hey Dinks podcast listeners, you love the sound, but you miss seeing our lovely faces. Be sure and join us on our weekly Facebook Live or on our YouTube channel at Dentist in the Know. We'd love to have you subscribe and be with us at all times, everywhere. So tell us a little bit about what you decided to do. And I'll start with this because um, I'm a little bit older than you. I'm a little bit older than JB. I'm not as old as Jeff. Um, (laughs) But... uh, my first, <laughs> my first class two composite. I mean, I had done class threes, class fours, class fives. But my first class two composite was in residency. 
And I will never forget because we didn't have a matrix system. We had Toffelmeyers and wooden wedges. And that, that class two composite took me three and a half hours to complete <laughs> on like tooth number 12. And I was like, holy shit, is this ever going to get easier? So, so, you know, tell us what you did. And it still com- had an open contact. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, and it still failed. He did a root canal on it. Yeah, it's sad part is, is JB is correct. I still had an open contact. Okay. <laughs> And today, I'm still trying to figure out how to make that Toffelmeyer work. Actually, I'm I'm putting an implant at that tooth next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, him and Lauren. That's my new conversation. If I struggle with the yeah, yeah, if I struggle with the class two, I'm like, I'm really sorry. This tooth was not meant for composite. Yeah. You get an implant. He's gonna go work on my patient LW and place an implant. <laughs> A really long one. So good. Um, no, I'm sorry. What was the question? I forgot. I was laughing so hard at you. What was the? Um, I don't know. It was something. <laughs> I can't, can't talk for so long. What, what was like, like, the one thing Jeff is? is? All um, right. It was like, so what did you do to combat your frustration with the Toffelmeyer and open contact? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So how did you come up with Versa Wedge? Let's just throw it out there like let's that. Let's throw it out there. Let's um, tease yeah, it a little bit, Jeff. It. Come on. Let's do it. So, you you tried, but you failed epically. You know what got my attention was I I bought I literally have like a, a graveyard of every matrix system ever made almost in my office because each one was saying, use this ring, use this ring, use this ring, right? Like this is this is gonna solve this problem, this is gonna solve that problem. And what I realized when I was doing all these things, like, yeah, in, in an ideal situation, they all work. Um, but as soon as you pass the threshold of like a width or a depth or a combination of both, then like the wheels just fall off. Right. And so it didn't matter what ring I had. There was never, never a solution, never a streamlined process. And then I started to break it down and I actually took the ring out of the equation and I did ringless composites for like six or eight months, like literally found ways to make a wedge work. Um, and to prove to myself or find the ways that, you know, like the ring's not the issue. It's, it's more, there's more to it than that. And it's more matrix stabilization than it is actually like that ring separating. And like, we just expect to put this thing on there and like magic's going to happen. Right. So then I took it a step further and I thought, all right, well, like, where does, you know, where does shizzle hit the fan? Right. Um, and We've already dropped the S bomb tonight. So, <laughs> so once not. the gate once the gate's open, like we yeah. can all run through. This is great. Yeah. Um, so where does it hit the fan? And the matrix insertion was like never really a problem. I mean, it's never fun to get them in certain areas, but you can get it in there and you can get it like tucked in and everything was fine. But as soon as you put the wedge in, that's when stuff started to get weird. Right. So you either puncture the papilla or you collapse your matrix band. So I started looking at the matrix in steps instead of just saying matrix wedge ring. Right. That's what I that's what we were that's kind of what we were taught to do in dental school. We weren't really taught why we do things, which I think is like kind of a problem. You know, it's we're not really taught why we do the fundamentals of of or the fundamentals of what we do. We're just taught we're taught a system. We're taught how to do it. That's what they teach us. And and if you don't understand why you're doing something, then you're not going to be able to fix problems along the way, right? Like if you run into to errors or or different situations. And so I started 
like stepwise checkpointing to see what was happening and where. And what I realized was that the wedge was was a major component to it. And so one morning I woke up at like four in the morning with this idea and it, and I really was like frustrated with it. I'm like, what, like, what could we do to make this better? And I f- just woke up and said, what if it splits in half? And so I went downstairs and I drew it on a piece of paper on my kitchen Island um, in the, in the house or the condo and my wife and I lived out at the time. And I think we had um, two girls at that time. Our second was a baby and I went to work. I couldn't even wait. And I just got in my car and drove to my office at like, you know, 530 in the morning and just dumped all the wedges out on the table and was like, how can I like try this, test this? So my best bet was to take a trio dent wave, or wave wedge and then just start cutting them in half with like a 15 blade. So I'm super happy I still have this guy, right, after <laughs> trying yeah. to split wedges in half. Um but one thing led to the other. And I started realizing that instantly, like things just started changing and it was kind of an aha moment. And, and I stuck with it and, you know, formed my own company. And, and it's, it's tricky to get new dental devices out in the, out on the market, um, especially ones that make a difference. And um, it's, it's just been a game of, of patience and, and just slow as you go and find the right people and, and, you know, keep pushing forward. So you know, that's what I really wanted to understand because a lot of a lot of folks have great ideas, whether it's a dental idea or you're a parent, you've probably come up with a few things. You're like, man, if they could just invent something that would make X thing a lot easier in raising my kids or whatever, like we've all had those moments. It's the conceptualization on your kitchen counter to getting it into production. Can you talk us? through a little bit of that journey and what, what does that really look like and who do you have to um, get to know? And do you just go on, go on like a third party website and look for designers who will do plastic product prototypes or, you know, what does that look like? All the above, you know, it it looks about like how you don't know how it looks, you know, like honestly um, it is, it is a, there's no playbook for it. And it was, it's the most challenging thing I've ever done. And the, the really cool thing about that is when you do something like that, and even just to get it to market, right. And to get it in people's hands and have people using it. And I get to meet people like Troy. And then I, I meet people like you, which is the whole, that's the best part of all of this. It was like, it's been reinvigorating, you know? Um, but back to that, it's like, just to get it to that level was so much work. It was, it was like four years of work. Um, and all the way from patents, you know, I walked into the patent office, just strutting my stuff. Like I got an idea. Right. Um, and my patent attorney was quick to say like, Hey, this is the easy part, you know, and I didn't believe him. I thought he was full of it. So I went home and started looking it up and I think it was Thomas Edison. I think he holds the record for like individual patents in the world. And his, his comment was, um, it's, it's like, the patent's like 5% of the idea is 5% of the work. And then the 95 is, is the rest of it. And um, so, yeah, I just started Googling plastics manufacturers across the world. And I interviewed people all over the world. And, you know, of course I sent out maybe 50 inquiries and got like four people to respond. And then from that whittled it down. And I actually found a guy like right here, he's like 20 miles away from me um, that I ended up connecting with. So they're made here in Chicago um, which wow. was, yeah, it was, it was, it was like perfect. Um, 
and it was it was imperative when we were trying to figure all this out but then you get to the level of making something that small because everything we use is obviously so tiny and it has to be very specific and so these guys these engineers were looking at me like I had a screw loose, you know, like how big is, how big is it? Can it be thicker? And I'm like, no, you don't understand. It can't, <laughs> it can't be thicker. Um, and so it was, it was quite a journey for sure. Um, and like I said, the most challenging thing, I'm not a DMD though. So I don't know, maybe that's more challenging than oh, that. So. You would have gotten it done a lot faster if you'd been a DMD. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey Jeff, apparently it's come to our attention that you and I suck at the news. Yeah, Chad, um, I've actually kind of known that for a while, and and that's why what we've had to do is give people more of what they really deserve, which is more JB. So we actually have a segment now called News on the Go with Dennis in the Know. In fact, I like the idea of JB's News on the Go with Dennis in the Know. So stay tuned for that. It's its own podcast. I'm really excited about it, and guess what? There's no Chad and Jeff. So I'll, I'll share with you a quick story. And, and this is really meant to congratulate you on your idea. But when we were in dental school, one of my best friends in dental school grew up as an electrician and he worked in the oil fields before he got into dental school. So we're going through our endo rotation and he comes up with this fantastic idea for this broken file retriever. So he draws it up. And then we had this other guy that used to work in the oil field and he was an engineer prior to becoming a dentist. And he's like, Oh, I'll I'll put together, you know, some real eloquent drawings or whatever. And he pitches this to a couple of endo supply companies. So our junior year, an endo supply company flies him to where they are. And if I said that it would probably give the company away, he goes in with all of his drawings. And this guy's like, I am going to be so rich, man. I've got this idea. I've got the drawings. I've got this. I've got that. Well, the whole thing was is that they had already had this concept and they thought that he was basically poaching their idea. And so he comes back to dental school like three days later and he's like, the, the, the you know, everything's completely deflated. He's like, yeah, it already exists. And yep. uh, they basically were doing recognizance on me and uh, it's not going to work out, you know, <laughs> but it's like kudos to you for coming up with something. And, you know, you've got so many things that are so close and I love the design of this. I mean, it's really it's really kind of sexy to be to say the least. It's just the way that it it flares out. I mean, it's it's got to work. And kudos to you for wrapping your head around it and actually making it work and following it through from that conceptualization. I know? appreciate it. That's really awesome. So, Matt, let me ask you this, because we had a question come in from from someone who's watching, Chris Robinson. Um, and, and first of all, maybe describe a little bit about the concept and what the important parts are about it, how it's different maybe than conventional matrix systems. But But Chris's question was, Specifically, once the wedge was placed, what do you do to to close the space between the matrix and the tooth to eliminate the flash, both on the buckle and lingual surfaces? So That's a great question. Maybe, yeah, maybe talk a little bit about how the system works and and then how you address that particular problem. Sure, and so. One of the major weaknesses of like all ring systems currently 
is that they have to be, you know, like they're universal, right? So they're, the pads are on both sides because we have to be able to put them everywhere. But the lingual anatomy and the buckle anatomy are like, they're like black and white, right? They're totally different. The buckles are much more flat. The linguals have these weird, you know, curvatures and quick emergences, especially when you're in the first molar bicuspid, you know, the molar stays pretty flat, but the, the bicuspid immediately starts to turn. <clears throat> and so all of our wedges were linear too, right? Like everything, everything was a straight line. So you're trying to go in between all these teeth and you don't know which way that wedge is going to lean. And so a few things, one is that the ability of the wedge to split is it allows it to glide around the papilla and it uses the papilla as back pressure. So a lot of people are like, well, that's not strong enough, but it's like, well, if you use what's already there and you just put pressure against it, then sure it is, you know? And so you slide it in, the papilla goes right in the middle and the wedge stays low. And why that matters is that if you have a wedge that's crowned at the top, like so, and the papilla is up here and your margins down here, then when you put it in, that wedge is going to float on top of the papilla. And so if you've ever ended up with like dented margin or, you know, you could see your wedge was impacting your, your matrix band at that gingival margin, that's what it was. It was, it was not that you placed the wedge wrong. It was that it had nowhere to go. And so by having the wings independent of one another, they can actually, you know, move up and down depending on where they're at, but they can stay low right along the margin. And what I found that did as well is that it kept pressure off the matrix band. And this is where it gets hard to describe like on video, but you know, if you've got a, if you got a tooth and you have your matrix band, like so, and they're, they're butted up to each other and you place a wedge in between and that wedge starts to pry your matrix band away from your tooth, like so. Okay. So then you put your ring on and you kind of have a leaning, like a leaning contact and you get light contacts and people think, oh, that ring doesn't work. And it had nothing to do with the ring, nothing at all. It was the wedge that literally just split your matrix band off of your, off of your tooth. And so by sitting it low, it allows those matrix bands who have those contours now, especially the sectionals. I know Chad's still using Toffelmeyer's. That's fine. And, you know, um, <laughs> they have the contours that are ready to go. And so it leaves it alone. He's using his assistant's finger. She's actually not even that sophisticated. A little harder, a little harder. Um, She's like holding like this and he's packing against Mm -hmm. it. That's awesome. I'll send you a free kit, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Jeff. It stays stays low. It allows the matrix band to to do its thing. And it's as simple as that. It's crazy. It's just, it's that simple. So my next question is, is that, if you had to choose, what are your favorite wedges? Versa wedges. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that's, I thought that's what I was hearing, but I just wanted to make sure. No. In it, close seconds, the, uh, the original wooden ones, like you said, the sycamores <laughs> that we had to use in dental yeah. school. Those are great. Yeah. The, the dude abides. Yeah. The dude abides. I'm- the yes, you, you read my I'm, email last night. That's yeah. awesome. I'm just saying anyone out there <laughs> will get that if they are a big Lebowski fan. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, now we have part two of the question and part two of the question is, I can see how that would work at the gingival portion of the box, but what about the occlusal portion of the prep? So is that the, where you rely on the band? That's where you rely on the band, but there's a part that I didn't get to. So the wings that split through 
you know, the one side you have the handle and that's usually on the buckle. So when you put your ring over the top of that, that wall is usually pretty stable. And and even if we get a little bit of buckle flash, like we can reach that. Right. Um, but the lingual part is the real bear. And so when those wings pop through, they split open like so. And then if you can imagine, like if you're looking down from the chewing surface and this is like the V ring going into the wedge like this, it goes in between these and it pulls the wedge apart and it, it'll actually pull it around the margin. And I'll get to the occlusal surface in a second, but it'll pull it around the margin like a belt around your waist. And what that does is it stabilizes the whole, the whole matrix. So then the ring can like it engages the Versa wedge instead of just smashing the matrix bands, which they do often. Um, and it can lean against the, the occlusal surface without impinging on, you know, where the matrix band goes. So by stabilizing it at the base of the, of the filling, you're actually, you're actually stabilizing it all the way, you know, all the way up. Now, if you take a burnisher and you like push on, it's like, sure. Yeah. You can move, you can move anything. Um, but it's, but it's pretty fascinating how that little simple thing is, just made a huge difference in my productivity and, and others as well. So with this wedge system, do you have like an only bands page? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, but I'll work on that. Tomorrow. I, knew, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> just, totally he's been waiting. He's been waiting for 45 minutes. To I knew that Chad was going to go there. No, that's I, what wakes him up at 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah, but not like solidly strong invention ideas. But I do have a story on that on that note. I have to tell this because it was at one of my first trade shows. And I think it was at midwinter, like the first year I was launching this this thing, right? Where it was like prototypes, it was a mess. And I'm showing this doctor, and he's an older guy, and you know, I'm showing him this this wedge, but I'm showing him without a matrix band on a dentec, right? Because with a matrix band in place, you really you can't see what's going on, right? So I had I had preps without matrix bands, and I was just pushing these wedges through, and and he was like, "Wow, like that's that's amazing, like this is this is incredible." And he's like, "I'll be back, I'll be back." So then 20 minutes later, he brings his assistant back, and they're like sitting there talking, and he looks at me, and and I hear him tell his assistant. You don't even need a matrix band. You can just push. You can just push this wedge in there, and then just just put the filling in. <laughs> like, oh no, no, no! Like you, you still need a matrix band. Like we let's maybe let's back up just a little yeah, bit there, maybe, fellas. Maybe don't, maybe don't buy these. <laughs> so, so it, it really interesting question though uh, that arises. You've got this product. You've got it produced. Now, how do you figure out where to sell it? That's a great question. Um, so it's just direct to consumer now, and I've just been kind of patiently waiting the waters and, um, doing a little bit of business and obviously keeping my practice going and things like that. But, um, there's, I can just say this, there, there's been some, some movements and there's, there's more things to come at the end of this year into the beginning of next year. And it's, it's going to be something like no one's seen yet. It's going to be really cool. So, you know, I, I love when when I ask that the joy in your face when you just got to say that there's going to be movement towards the end of this year and you know kudos to you man because I think that's that's a lot of our dream is to be able to push a product that we believe in and and I love that you're able to do that so that's that's fantastic so um, what what else excites you in your practice I have a technical question oh yeah Ooh. go ahead never mind love those. can I that's ask you. a technical question yeah hey Dinks thanks so much for listening to our podcast today. Remember to rate and review your favorite podcast. Subscribe and enjoy what you like or it goes away. Well, so my own ignorance, 
Because to your point, when we were taught in dental school with Toffelmeyers, I actually, we, we didn't even have really access to sectional matrix. I think I found one or two that I could play around with, but it was predominantly just traditional Toffelmeyers. And then some, one of my faculty members had a copper ring and I was like, well, I don't even know what to, like, what to do with this particular thing. So anyway, <clears throat> so we were still operating on a little bit of data technology and I graduated about the same time you did. Um, fast forward, I think there was a big learning gap for me because it honestly, it wasn't until recently, I've been thinking all this time, the wedge is where all the compression comes from, like where all the expansion happened that actually would allow you to create the contact. And, and I'm asking this question because if I'm just now learning it, I have to think there's some gap in knowledge that a lot of that comes from the ring. And, you know, when you go back to the traditional Toffelmeyer, all the compression did come from the wedge. And then you throw in a sectional matrix. And now all of a sudden we're thinking about <clears throat> how we're setting up ideal contacts and contouring very differently. So can you talk a little bit about what Versa Wedge does for compression and what its role is in that particular equation, I guess, and sure. then ring systems that are really idealized to work really well with your, with your wedge? Yeah, so... Two ring systems that work really well are the Garrison 3D XRs, which were the, they came out maybe like 10 years ago. Um, they had the points yeah. on them yeah. um, so that you can like nestle those in there. They work really well. And then like the Triodent rings work as you know well with them because that was what I was using back when I started venting this. Um, but you said the word ignorance and it's like, no, you know, it's like, no, this we're, we're all figuring this out. Right. So I think that there's a lot that's undiscovered into what's actually happening. So if you, you said something about the amalgam and the compression came from, you know, packing the amalgam in and I wonder how much it actually did. Right. Because if, if that's true, that when we were pushing it in, it meant that we were pushing it so hard that that metal matrix band, that Toffelmeyer was actually getting thinner. Right. So if we're actually compressing mm -hmm. that hard, then we would have to be thinning that metal band, which isn't very likely. Right. You know, it's even when you burnish it, you're not thinning that metal at all. It's more to do with like matrix stabilization and just keeping that thing perfectly still in the area that it has to be in. The advantage we had with amalgam was that we could we could continue to pack it the mm -hmm. whole time wherever we wanted to pack it and keep restabilizing it in these different areas. But with composite, you can't do that. You know, like that thing, that thing's got to be set and done the second you start placing material, because that's that's where the filling is going to go. And so I think a lot of the thought process is like, oh, you know, we need stronger rings and we need, you know, we need to wedge harder. But it's like we don't separate the teeth that much. Right. It's just it's just keeping everything completely still in that time period. So to your point, my system allows the you know, the ring to do its thing, but it keeps the pressure off that piece of tinfoil in there, mm -hmm. um, which is pretty delicate when you think about it. Right. <laughs> so we're putting a whole bunch of force. I don't know if you ever put one of those rings on your finger, but um, it's not comfortable. No. <laughs> you know, so, you know, you put a piece of tinfoil in there and it's not going to stand a chance. So this helps keep the pressure off of that by engaging the, you know, the wings and just stabilizes everything. So, no, I mean, we're still definitely learning. I think, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of assumptions, but I think that we have a ways to go in this, this area, which is kind of crazy because it's the most common thing done in every dental office every day. Yet when I go and Troy would say the same yeah. thing when he teaches courses like this, like they're always packed 
And, um, and it's a fundamental part of dentistry is like, this is the, this is the procedure you do on those new patients. This is the number one thing that you do the most common. And if you, if it goes well, they're patients for life and they're bringing their family. If, if it doesn't go well, then you never know. What is so, so you did you say Triadent and Garrison. Yeah. Tri- yeah. The 3DXR from Garrison and Triodent. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure that I take note of these. Okay. No, I, I was going to say that I, I think you made a really great point about the fact that there are so many common procedures that we have that we can keep improving. Like just because it's what we have now doesn't mean it's the best thing out there. Mm -hmm. And even the most common of procedures, we all struggle with. And that's that's everyday dentistry. So I just, I appreciate people like you who say, yeah, there's a lot of people out there addressing this, but I think we can make it a little bit easier. Yep. And, and there's always that. I'm going to tell you a funny story about compression with wedges. Um, And it happens to be a guy who came on our show who was a dear classmate friend of mine. And we had this belief that you had to shove that wedge in, right? Like it had to, because you were doing on Typodons first and you could actually physically move teeth if you pushed a wedge. Did you say that's what she said? (laughs) Mark, please edit that out. It's our anyway, show. We can um, say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> that's long, anyway, that's long past so resist that. Sorry. We go to clinic and, you know, we're on these little laboratories, but it's open air above. And all of a sudden, so he comes running out of his operatory and I had heard this like scream and he comes out crying. He was laughing so hard. He goes, this 90-year-old woman was in his chair. He was doing a class two composite. He went to put the wedge in. He was so determined to get the teeth to separate. He was like shoving and shoving and shoving sure until he finally just cold cocked her across the face. Like it just came. He like right hooked her across the chin because he was pushing so hard. And then she screamed so loud across the thing. Anyway, that is a PSA to say it's not the pressure in the wedge, guys. It's just not. No, no. You don't want to go punching 90-year-old ladies. <laughs> An old lady. <laughs> it's, bad for, it's bad for business. Uh, you it, know, it's not good. Not good. I, I, am, I am so impressed by your entrepreneurial skills. Um, it says a lot when you've got – I mean, I met – I know Troy very well, but – it says a lot when you've got people that are out there teaching that are promoting your system. And I hope that more people will start learning about what you're doing. I would love for you to tomorrow, if you'd be willing to maybe post something on our, our group about, you know, your, your wedge system and let's bring some knowledge to it as to what's going on, especially if it's, if it's direct only. I want to make sure that you get some publicity so that, you know, you can start pushing some of these out there and people can realize how great they are. So that'd be awesome. And then you guys have to write the check for less, right? For today. Yeah, actually, I hate to tell you this, but um, I, I have a cookie um, (laughs) from the booth and um, 
if and you and he's going to take a 15 blade and cut it at the end yeah, so it's yeah. split. And Jeff's, I've got, Jeff's I've got a half a pack of Twizzlers. <laughs> well, they're already, yeah, they're already open, yeah. dude. I love Twizzlers, too. Yeah. Yeah. I got got an empty wine glass, but my wife says that the crystal's worth more than what's in it. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I'd be happy. I'd be happy to put them up there. And you know, it's funny. We we have four of these now. I haven't broken one yet. This is a first. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. This is a first. I feel like you shouldn't have even said that. Uh, she's probably watching and she knows that that's coming soon because it's usually like one night after the show where she's like, oh, damn it. What was that? Another wine glass, Ellen. Now I'm Twizzler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Siri's. Siri, off the Siri thinks so, too. She's good. Um, but yeah, anyhow, so we're we're coming to the end. It's been absolutely fantastic to have you on. You're just you're, you're, you're a lot of fun and I love having entrepreneurs in our profession that have found something. And I think, I don't know if you read the description cause StreamYard's doing it a little bit different, but it's like somebody who said, I don't like the way that this is going on and I'm going to change it and actually is the person that makes the change. So uh, I love it. I think it's amazing. And there's a lot of changes that I want to make, but I'll just be quite frank and tell you, I don't have the balls to do it. So kudos to you for having those. So Thank you, guys. And and thank you for your passion for dentistry. I mean, I think that's what a lot of people see in our program is that even though, listen, we're all good at some stuff, we're all not good at some stuff, but we love having people on who have a passion for what they do and wanting to make it better. So we appreciate you doing that. Yeah. No, and I appreciate people like you too. You know, it's like that's the best part about all this, hands down, the value, and it's been just the relationships I've formed and the people I've met because um, our professions like it can be lonely, right? Where if you're working in a solo practice, it's, it's kind of the same thing every day. And um, it's been, it's been very refreshing for sure to meet people like Troy and then bump into you guys and get to do fun stuff like this. So hats off to yeah. you. Well, thank you very much for joining our show and uh, we'll, we'll have you back maybe with a big announcement towards the end of the year. That oh, that'd fun. be so exciting. Yeah, yeah we'd love that. We, we'd love, you know what? Let's just go ahead and say it. We would love to be the avenue that you make that announcement through. So when that comes, if you're looking for a place, call us. Done. And, then, and we'll, rock, we'll rock, paper, scissor for who gets to say it, right? Yeah, well, you know, no, no, no. Because no, at that point in time, you can just cut us a check. I have a money gun. I'll just start shooting the money out. We have the confetti no one come told out. Me about yeah. No, we don't think like, when did these checks start coming? Well, Jeff, at that meeting, you're gonna bring the Twizzlers. I'm I'm gonna bring the cookie. JB's bringing the dinosaur, and Matt's bringing us a check. Done. Okay. Yeah. All right. Deal. Us a check. We didn't invent anything. He didn't say for how much. Oh, yeah, I don't, that's no, true. No, and and we'll I'm bringing the money gun. We'll give Sh- we'll I'm give Schmetting his finder's fee. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have All his right. finder's fee. Well, thank yeah. you, thank you very much, Matt, and uh, we appreciate it, man. It's uh, it's it's exciting. We're we're glad that we were able to share a little bit of this journey with you. So, likewise, thank you. All right, thank you well, guys. We will we will catch up soon. Thanks for coming on. All right. Yeah. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Hang tight, buddy. And that wraps up another podcast for Dennis in the Know. 
On behalf of Dr. Jennifer Bell, Dr. Chad Duplantis, and myself, remember that we've got a great profession, so let's make it a great day, dinks.